Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. I'm absolutely delighted to have a good friend of mine in studio with me today, Kenny Westmoreland, ministers uh, here in the local area, Upper Cumberland area. Kenny, good day, sir. Good to have you with us. It's an honor to be here, Dwight. Thanks for having me. You and I have known each other for a few years now. Uh Tell, Tell our audience where you minister specifically. Well, I reside in Salina, Tennessee. I'm a resident of Salina, a native of there, and I actually preach for Beach Bethany Church of Christ in Salina, and also to a, a smaller extent, uh, another congregation there called Butler's Landing Church of Christ, which meets later in the morning, and I leave Beach Bethany and go down there, and I'm able to uh, get two for the price of one, two, ser- <laughs> two churches with one sermon. But it, it's it's a it's a just a pilgrimage of joy, something I certainly enjoy doing. And I know that uh, that it's very fulfilling to you, and I know oh, yes. you serve those people well. And and I want to come to that. Uh, there's a couple a, a piece of ground I want to cover before we get to that, though. Tell me, Kenny, and tell our audience. I want them to get to know you better. Some of our people listening today obviously do. You know you already. But how did you how did you come to the place in your life where you that you believe God was leading you into the ministry to serve people that way? Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, your upbringing, your upbringing in, in church, and, and how you said, yeah, God, I want to give my life to Christian service. I uh, I graduated high school in 1981, and uh, time goes by quickly when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. I uh, I attended the Beach Bethany Church of Christ growing up and attended some other local churches, and uh, and then uh, there was the, the Butler's Landing Church had a situation where some of the men who were leaders there died over just a short span of time. And I was asked if I would go down and help out every now and then and give lessons. And and it, it sort of started from there. It was something that I just was just, I guess, walked into it. It was not something that I was planning on doing. But obviously, uh, <clears throat> the Lord had other plans for me. And I began working, preaching at the Beach Bethany, I'm sorry, at the Butler's Landing Church in 1986 with another fellow by the name of Robert Thurman, and we would just take week week about Sunday by Sunday. And uh, then in 2002, I, I was uh, hired, asked to come to Beach Bethany as an interim, and that was my home church. And, and so I've been an interim ever since. It's it's just gone well. And and things have, have just been fantastic. Being from the town and, and, and just knowing people and, and growing up with people, it's really, really made a difference. And it's something I enjoy doing. You know, that's it's in first, one of the churches was your home church. So this is something that the door sort of just opened, and you had not apparent based on what you just said, given a lot of thought to that's the direction that your life uh, was going to go in great part. But when you got in there and you started doing it, uh, there was a fulfillment about it to say, "Hey, I'm in my place here." The people were being blessed, and it in one step of faith kind of led to another, and now it leads to you serving both of those churches. Am I, think, I right about that? Yes, I think what really uh, set the tone for it, Dwight, was in February of 1997. I went and spent a week in Jacksonville, Florida, working with a the church there, and we were going door to door. I was single at the time, and it was a a church of 30-somethings, people that were my age, a lot of married couples, a lot of single folks. And I just fell in love with Jacksonville. And uh, I just came home, and I started thinking about moving. And, and my mother's like, no, no, you can't move. And I just started praying about it. Is this the place that I need to be, Lord? And then all of a sudden, the, the little church here at Butler's Lane, and attendance jumped up by about 20. And started all of a sudden, just started really picking up. And... And I took that as an answer that that I had found where I needed to be. I 
I had attended Tennessee Tech and graduated in 1992, and and uh, uh, was established there in Salina. And it's just it's just continued. I mean, it's just been a steady journey since. So you took. I, I want to learn more about that trip to Jacksonville because obviously that was very had such an impact and influence on your life. Uh, how did, specifically, how did you happen to go there? And and you had no idea at the time that that trip would really help redirect your life. In 1994, I began traveling and going on uh, door knocking crusades across the United States with a close friend of mine named Larry West, and he is now retired from doing this. But he would go to churches around the country and hold door-knocking crusades, and we would go door-to-door and, and visit and study and give out food and, and help people and such. And and I had the privilege of going on, I believe, 19 of those and one trip to the Bahamas in 2001. But uh, that's how I started doing that. I went to Odessa, Texas, and and Canyon, Canyon Texas, Magnolia, Texas. I, I I was able to to do a lot of exploring in places I'd never been as I went on crusades to Wyoming, Montana, Washington State, Oregon, California, and Arizona. I'd, I'd never really been in the, those parts of the world, and they would go on door knocking crusades out there. and And I would say something at people's door, and right away they'd say, "You're not from here, are you?" <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> wow! But, but the Jacksonville Crusade, I, a friend took me to the airport, and it was snowing the day we went. And I remember getting there and arriving. It's about 80 degrees. And uh, loved it. Fell in love with the place. I still have close friends there. I've been there a number of times to visit. Great community. You know, I, I had a pastor one time, Kenny, use this phrase. And I had not heard it before, but I thought about it a lot in my life. And it sounds like it applies to you, unconscious preparation. You know, you were, you, of course, we serve an all-knowing God. And then all-knowing God, you you were being unconsciously prepared and and your heart was being filled with the direction that he would lead you in the future. Isn't it great to serve an all-knowing God? You need to text that term to me after a while so I can remember it. Unknowing, I like that. That yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's it's like it's like in 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 the background that one piece is falling into place here and another's falling into place there, and all of a sudden it's all complete. And here you are, and you had no idea. And it's it's as though you've been led to that place in life. And when you and and when you know that you're in the place when you there's nothing like being used by God and there's nothing like being in His will uh, to be personally fulfilling and to make the difference in the lives of a lot of people. You're exactly right about that, and and I just I mean I I guess I'm the type of person that I've always been someone that serves others. That that's that seems to be the die in which I was cast. Yeah, and, and I know you, you probably were influenced by your parents, grew up in a, in a church setting. That, that church that you now serve was, was your home church, so you were you were blessed to have that kind of background. Oh, yes. You're blessed to have that kind of background. It certainly the, was. Uh, and, and I want to come to two other things that I want to cover uh, during our conversation here today. Uh, number one, uh, you're bivocational. You, you, uh, you work full-time for Volunteer State, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, secondly, uh, you have um, uh, you, you've recently been elected alderman in uh, in the city of Salina. That's an interesting mix. I want to talk a little bit about politics and religion, which is kind oh, of a part of my background. And then you and I actually met as a result of Christian service doing uh, doing work for for hospice. And so, uh, lots of good ground to cover. Uh, Kenny, I appreciate you being with us today. My it's a pleasure. Is, my guest is Kenny Westmoreland. We'll be back to chat more with Kenny in just a moment. 
We're back on the chat. Happy to have you with us. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. My guest, Kenny Westmoreland, my good longtime friend. Kenny ministers at Two Church of Christ Fellowship here in the Upper Cumberland area, and I'm so glad that he could be with me today. Kenny, we, we actually became friends as a result of serving as chaplains uh, in the arena of hospice. And, uh, and you know, and, and I want to talk about that as, as part of the way you serve and, it's, and see, if, uh, see if you've heard what I've heard. Uh, you know, some uh, when some people ask what I do or, you know, what, and I'll say I'm a hospice chaplain. How many times have you heard, uh, boy, that's got to be hard. That's oh. got to be hard. And, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and I never seem to want to be seem to be calloused or like I don't care or whatever. But but I honestly have I honestly can respond. No, it's not. Um, and not that we don't care. We do not that we don't try to make a difference. We do. But everybody has been given the grace of God, his empowerment, his gifts to do something. And what I try to make clear to families that we serve is, you know, they're going through one of the most difficult times in their life and they invite us to be a part of it. It's an honor. It's an honor. Have you heard that in terms of your ministry? As oh, yes. service? And give me your thoughts about uh, chaplain service. The first time that someone someone once asked me about how do you feel about doing hospice work and i said i enjoy doing it and this this lady said that's a strange way to describe that kind of service and i said when i say enjoy i don't mean as in entertainment i mean as in fulfilling it's very rewarding to be able to go into people's homes and the visits and such and and i have been able to visit a number of people in my in my hometown of Salina through Kindred, and uh, it's just, I said, I, I just do it occasionally. I'm just as needed. It's, it's not, not very often, but but I enjoy when I have the opportunity to do it. Uh, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's rewarding. It's fulfilling knowing that you're going in there and making a difference for families and and establishing friendships and relationships. And I mean, and those are just, the, those are the fringe benefits of it, just the people that you get to know of. I've spoken at a number of funerals. I've I've made a lot of friends. I've and I've, I've encountered some sweet people. One thing that 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 I, I get, they always call me that I was they said I was a singing chaplain because quite often when I would go and and visit folks that they would want me to sing hymns and uh, so I have one lady that I've visited in the past just keep on singing and I I sang thirty two hymns for her in about forty minutes and guess what I. When I was out of there, out, of the, out the door, I was like, I, I was exhausted. That, that wears you out. All that singing makes you sleepy, but I, I've enjoyed doing that. I've, I've said I haven't done it in a while, but uh, it's when I am called upon to do it, I, I certainly enjoy it, visiting people around this area. You know, Kenny, you and I, because we work with the same hospice company, have been in some of the same homes, and I know when I go in to visit a family that you've that you've been a part of, of serving them, uh, they always have kind things to say about your being there. You often bring them gifts, you know, honey and various things that you give them. Uh, you sing to them, and they they just uh, talk very fondly about about the way you serve them. And you know, they're uh, you know, and, and for someone to be hospice appropriate. Uh, a doctor has to say that based on my best opinion that if this disease carries out its normal time frame, you have six months or less to live. That's what they've got to sign a document that says that. So every time we open a door, uh, somebody behind that door has been told that. 
they also have the family, the loved ones down there. And then that's the situation you walk into every time. So you've got to be sensitive to that and and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit and know when to talk and know when to listen. And, and we've both had some great experiences. I've had times visiting in hospice that you just sit there in silence. I mean, what can you say? Uh, I've had times, I remember one time at the hospital, a close friend was dying, and we just sat in an, an hour in the dark, said nothing, just just watching and, and just being there for one another. Uh, you mentioned the gifts. I have been known to bring Amish jelly and Amish uh, maple syrup to people, and uh, that's always a lot of fun. I always keep a case or two on standby at the house. And whenever you're visiting someone, if you're making a cold call, quite often uh, that will open a door, a jar of jelly or, or something. Uh, but Dwight, I, I hear the same things about you. That when I visit people, they are very complimentary of you and, and your style and, and, and your demeanor. And, and and you're right. When when you visit, when someone is in hospice, they receive the message that they have six months or less. And sometimes that's not always the case. But you are you you walk through the door with the knowledge and realization that you are coming in there to make a difference for someone. And people ask me all the time, how do you do it? How, how can you do that? And I said, it's just something that I know that I have to do. And, and it's just, I guess, uh, one one chaplain told me one time that I was a natural. So that, that made me feel good. I don't know how you'd be a natural at it, but or how he made that determination, but it, it gave me gave me warm fuzzies to hear that. And you know, and I think you and I both know that whether it's ministering to a congregation of people or just living your life every day and and being a witness wherever you go, or, or in a hospice situation, it's really God uses us as instruments, but it is His grace. His ability working through us to help us do things we can't do on the, you know that 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 we can't do on our own. That's really what makes it possible. And God, God, you and it's it's wonderful to be used by God in that way, is it not? Oh yes, I'm I'm delighted to be able to serve. I, I guess that I I think about he talks about in the Bible that Jesus, if you're going to be the greatest in His kingdom, that you begin at servant level. The 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 if you're a CEO in the kingdom of God, you are serving others. And so I've always had a servant mentality and lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, and that's in addition to to what you've been doing as ministering. I want to I want to uh, come to a decision that you've made recently, and at least start the part of the conversation right now. Uh, you have just recently been elected alderman in the city of Salina. Yes, congratulations, uh, on Tuesday. Thank you, thank you. I've had a number of people. Excuse me, a number of people for years. You should run for that. You should run for that, and so. I said, why not? And I first qualified in 2017, but did not care, did not follow through. I had, had some several things to arise all of a sudden, but then I qualified this year and uh, I was elected. And so we take office G- July the 1st and looking forward to be able to hopefully make a difference in my hometown. I love Salina. It's a great place. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big cheerleader for the town and, and we have a lot to offer there. Beautiful place. A lot of natural resources. It's a beautiful place. And when we come back, Kenny, I want to, because I too, like yourself, uh, have been, have a background in both uh, ministry and religion and politics. And I remember in my heart when I, I heard somebody say, when I was a very young man, there's two things you never talk about politics and religion. And in, in my heart, what I heard was 
that's what I want you to spend your life talking about, and that's the way my life has gone for 40 years. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how that's going to mix for you, your work at Volunteer State, as we continue our conversation with my good friend, Kenny Westmoreland, when we return. We're back with Kenny Westmoreland, my guest on the chat this afternoon. So happy to have you with us. Kenny, uh, we've talked a number of things about your ministry at your churches, uh, your hospice chaplaincy and that sort of thing. And you do this while balancing your full-time job with Vol State uh, uh, Community College. Oh, yes. I, I have been with, employed with Volunteer State since I was hired as an adjunct in, uh, it was in December of 2005. I worked one semester at the Livingston campus. I was hired on full-time. And for 13 years, Dwight, I drove every day from Salina to Galton. For a while, I worked four days a week, then it went up to five. And, well, when I started to cook the cook of all state campus in, in August of 2019, I retired my car, that I, my commuter car that had 522,118 miles. Wow. <laughs> and it's still running today. But uh, I've, I work in Volunteer State in a department called the Learning Commons. And what we are is that we offer assistance to students in reading, writing, and math. And, and, uh, I want to let everyone know this listing that we are going back to on-ground campuses, campus classes this fall. We'll still have on, online available, but we are having on-ground, face-to-face classes. And so we certainly want to get out that word. But if a student comes to me and, and let's say that student needs to brush up on some essays before he or she starts into, uh, into classes, they can write essays with me in practice, and I, I can test them and if they're having some struggles with reading, I can give reading lessons. If someone's coming back to college and, and they're just nervous about it, I can I walk them through it, I somewhat mentor them, show them how to navigate the online portion of the class. And and, and it, it's very complimentary because working with that and working in ministry and, and working with the hospice and stuff, it, it's just, it's all just, it's all hand in hand. And my former boss in Gallatin, a lady by the name of Kay Dayton, always said that it's a ministry because because you're serving people one at a time. And it always made me feel wonderful to know that if someone came in and retested and, and brought themselves out of remediation, that, that I'm changing family trees for people. And I've had students to come back and to tell me that They've gone on to graduate school, or they're they're in doctoral doctoral programs, and and they they began their their journey in university to university with me in a community college setting, and uh, uh, fifteen years I've been with them this month full time. But I've, I've worked at I've worked at every campus. I've worked at Gallatin. I've worked at Cool, Livingston, and Springfield, and. Uh, Lord willing, in the near future, we're going to have a Wilson County campus. That's something that's in the not so distant future, but it's just it's just a great, great institution that we serve all walks of life. You know, Kenny, and, and you touched it right there as it relates to what you do as a ministry. It's about whether whether it's the churches you serve, whether it's uh, whether it's a chaplain uh, at, at uh, uh, hospice. Um, you know, I, I, there's 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 a place in the Bible where where two of Jesus' disciples are trying to decide who's going to be the greatest in his kingdom. Yeah. One sit on the right, one sit on the left. Their mother, their mother got involved in that discussion. And, uh, you know, and, and I know you know this. I know you believe this. I know you live this. And Jesus said, wait a minute, guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, he said, you want to be great in this, the kingdom of God? The greatest of all is the servant of all. And it's about, it's about not just what you do, but who you are. Uh, our most fulfilling work comes 
as we're serving, right? It defines you exactly. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it sometimes it one gets tired with with everything. I mean, and it, sometimes you have headbutting going on and such, but and as different things collide, but it's just a it's it's a great great lifestyle. I uh, I once heard a gentleman express it like this. He said it's like he said it's just like roses. I mean, it's just like a he said it's like the beauty of roses. He said that there will be thorns at times, but ah, the roses, and uh, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, it it is, and and you know, and it really is. The older I get, the more I realize that when the Bible says it's more blessed to give than receive, boy, that is so true. But in the giving, we sow seed, and it comes back to us, the law of reciprocity. But your all areas of your life are, are, are about serving people. And I want to come to what I touched on uh, before earlier in the program, and that your recent election as uh, alderman in the city of Salina, a whole new level of service, you know, a whole new opportunity to serve your community. And I know you'll bring the same kind of heart, the same kind of attitude to that role. Oh, yes. This this is, I mean, if I've ever broken new ground before, this is new ground as I've, I guess I've tossed my hat into this. I, I really don't know what to expect. I mean, working with hospice, working with a college, working with a church, every day is like a test you haven't studied for. And I mean, that's, that's how I feel it's going to be with with doing this alderman thing, fortunately, if I live to see it, it's only for a four-year, four-year term, and uh, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm curious about it. I'm anxious about it. I'm a little antsy about it, but I mean, who wouldn't be? I'm I'm, I'm brand new in this, and uh, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it and, and seeing if there's ways that we can find uh, common ground and find funding and and find people and such that will help to enhance and make the city of Salina and Clay County better. We 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 have one of the greatest resources in the, in the area with Dale Hollow Lake and Salina's the gateway to Dale Hollow. There's lots of camping over there. There's there's lots of I mean lots of getting back to nature and such and it's just uh, it's just it's a great place to live. I'm happy that my children have grown up there. My wife Cindy, who's originally from Canada, she lives there also, and and has become a part of the community, and we, and we just love doing it. You know, Kenny, uh, I love that sentence you said. While I go, your life is like a, a, every day is a test you haven't studied for, uh, and you know it's so that all that just enhances our need to trust God, to get up every day and depend on His guidance, to depend on His wisdom, depend on His direction. Because there's a lot we don't know, but he knows everything, and he will, as the word says, direct our paths. Oh, yeah. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I know the, the path of Alderman is one that uh, obviously you have, you've prayed a good deal about. You have uh, you had peace about running and uh, believe that, that God is going to use you in that capacity. I hope so. Yeah. That's, that's my prayer. Yeah. Well, as you look back on your life, and, and you, you're a busy guy. I mean, you really are a busy guy. You've got to feel really good about the, the, your chaplain servancy, uh, servanthood. You're a family man. You have children. Uh, you, uh, you're, you're service at Volunteer State. Uh, you're ministering to two churches. Uh, Kenny, you really you are you continue to make a difference in the lives of a lot of folks. And, well, thank you, Dwight. And I appreciate your taking time to to be with with us today. And I consider you my good friend. It's, it's a, a blessing to know you. I, I, 
I remember seeing you in years past and finally got to know you about five years ago, and I, I, it's a blessing to know you. Thanks. Thank you, sir. I All appreciate right. you saying it, and thank you for being with us today. My guest. It's been a genuine pleasure. Uh, as Kenny Westmoreland, so happy to have us, and we invite you to join us same time next week for The Chat.